Seltzer Kings Podcasts. Hey, are you into werewolves, mad sciences, and a little bit of witchcraft? Then stay tuned for an all-new episode of Watch Corner. We're riding this train straight into the sun. Woo! Tune in to a classic episode of Watts Corner on the Seltzer Kings Network. Available on all podcast platforms. The following podcast contains... Oh! Won't somebody please think of the children! Explicit language. Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. Do I even have to say it? Trump? Seriously? What the hell were you thinking? I'm your host, Dave Bledsoe, and this is a Saturday, a Sunday, October 9th, 2016. Grab them by the special edition of the show, where we talk about Donald's insightful and respectful comments on trying to fuck someone. Stay tuned. The What the Hell Were You Thinking podcast is brought to you by Baxies. Sometimes you just need a do-over in life. Something happens you wish you could undo. Now you can. Baxies allow you for a staggering amount of money to go back and undo any one moment in your life, change the outcome, and it will be as if it never happened. Maybe it was a bad marriage or a business decision, or maybe it was getting on a bus with Billy Bush in the first place. We've all been there, haven't we? Baxi's Tempore Flux Tech allowed you a one-shot do-over in life. Use it wisely. If you're obscenely rich and want to fix a fuck-up, have your people call Baxi's and bring cash. Lots and lots of cash. You know, and she used to be very, she's still very beautiful. I moved on her, actually. You know, she was down in Palm Beach. I moved on her, and I failed. I'll admit it. Whoa. It, I, I did try and fuck her. She was married. <laughs> huge news there. No, no, Nancy. Yeah. No, this was... And I moved on her very heavily. In fact, I took her out furniture shopping. She wanted to get some furniture. I said, I'll show you where they have some nice furniture. <laughs> I took her out furniture. I moved on her like a bitch, but I couldn't get there. And she was married. And all of a sudden, I see her. She's now got the big phony tits and everything. She's totally changed her look. She's your girl's hot as shit in the purple. Whoa. Whoa. Yes. Whoa. Whoa. Yes, the Donald is good. Whoa. <laughs> oh, my man. Wait, wait. You got to look at me when Just you get out of here. Just set this up. That is remember. very you give me the thumbs up? You are a piece. You got to put the thumbs up. You got to okay. get the thumbs up. Okay. Can't be too happy. Else off first? Yeah, let me. It's very funny. You got to give me the thumbs up, man. Uh, you and I will walk there. Maybe it's a different one. Better not be the publicist. No, it's, it's her. It's yeah, that's her, with the gold. I'm going to use some Tic Tacs just in case I start kissing her. You know, I'm automatically attracted to beautiful. I just start kissing them. It's like a magnet. You just kiss. I don't even wait. And when you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything. Whatever you want. Grab them by the pussy. So we've had about 48 hours to deal with the nausea and diarrhea after hearing that tape. I mean, for those of you who are fortunate enough not to know what the hell's going on, the Washington Post... Sorry. Still got a little nausea holding on from hearing that. I'm okay. The Washington Post obtained a copy of a hot mic video between one of the hosts of Access Hollywood, Billy Bush, or as he's known to Poppy and Babs as... You're a goddamn disgrace! Billy being an actual relative of the actual Bush family. He's George H.W.'s nephew, son of George's younger brother. Anyway, he and Donald the... 
A dick that's a sex machine for all the chicks. Trump. Trump, in the tape, discusses his failed attempts to seduce Billy Bush's co-host on Access Hollywood, Nancy O'Dell, who also co-hosted the Miss USA pageant, which Trump owns apparently as a stable for his studliness. The tape, it, it pretty much speaks for itself. There's little reason for your humble host to go into details about the content, because frankly, I've only just stopped vomiting. I guess if I have to say anything about the tape itself, it would be furniture shopping? Who goes furniture shopping when they want to get into bed with someone? Are you looking at an armoire and you turn to them and ask? Does that make you horny? Furniture shopping is not what one does when one wants to hook up. That's a relationship expedition. After all, no one wants to look at their entertainment center and think about that guy they boned after meeting at the dive bar when they sang Three Dogs Night Shambhala 13 times and then never saw again. Unless, of course, the sex was really fantastic. I'm not saying that that is specifically something that happened to me, but I'm not saying it's not either. The bloated tangerine bowel polyp released perhaps the most menacing apology I've witnessed outside of a B-movie villain, mouthing the platitudes one expects from a person like him when he's done something like he's done. He's sorry if anyone was offended. Sorry, not sorry, Titus. Just once, I wish a public figure would not qualify their shitty apologies with if anyone was offended. Dude, someone was offended. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here now, would you? Even if no one was offended, if you said something terrible, just say, I said something terrible, it was inexcusable, and I'm sorry. Stop qualifying like it's our fault that you're a piece of shit. Then he went on to make excuses for the things he said by saying, A, it was a long time ago, B, it's just something guys do, and C, Bill Clinton said even worse. What does that even mean? It doesn't mean anything. All right, so let's break this shit down. It was 11 years ago. You were 59. Look, I'm not going to lie to you and tell you that words like this have never left my stupid yap hole on more than one occasion. I said something terrible. It was inexcusable. And I'm sorry. See, that's not even hard to say. Like Trump, those words from my mouth were years ago. Like 30 years ago. And I was 17 and a virgin trying to get other virgins to believe that I had actually had sex. Shut up, Gavin. You're still a virgin and you're 36. Trump was 60. He had three kids, so he had sex at least three times. What was he trying to prove? That he's a shitty human being? Job well done, lad. <laughs> and yeah... That talk is the kind of talk that guys do. And those guys are fucking assholes. They're either 17-year-old virgins, or they're the kind of men who think it's perfectly okay to dehumanize women into a series of receptacles for their penis. And since we've already established that Trump is not a virgin, I guess we know what sort of category we can fit him in. And finally, the Clinton comment which was followed by some incredibly unsubtle threats to discuss the infidelities of one William Jefferson Clinton in the coming debate. Damn, you got a big set of balls on you, I'll give you that. Just let, let me check my calendar here. It's October 9th, 2016, 
And the last time Bill Clinton was running for public office was uh, November 5th, 1996. So either Trump has slipped through a wormhole in time or he's experiencing dementia and believes he's running against Bill back in 96. The only other option is, is that he actually believes that bringing up Bill's admittedly abhorrent behavior to use against his wife is a sound political move. Oh, it will not go well. That right there is some Roger the Ladies Man ale shit talking, folks. And most of all, his quote-unquote apology did not address the big, shiny gold nugget in the midst of this festering mound of pig shit. The whole grab him by the pussy thing. Because that's not offensive because he said the word pussy. That's offensive because what he's describing is called sexual assault. And when it's compounded by the phrase, hey, when you're a star, they, they let you get away with it. It makes it just a touch worse because this is coming from a man facing a civil suit brought against him for forcing a young woman to allegedly masturbate him to orgasm. I can't take much more of this. At a party in New York City in 1994, the woman, or I should really say girl, because at the time of the alleged incident, she was 13. That's it. I'm done. Now, look, there's a lot to that story that can't be verified, and I'm not going to speculate it any more than to say it suddenly becomes a lot more believable when the defendant is on record saying, when you're a star, they let you get away with it. I also think I have to point out here that NBC News has had, had this video for four days before someone anonymously leaked it to David Fahrenthold of The Post, whose dogged reporting on Trump has uncovered more dirt on the candidate than the rest of the media combined, and he should really be given a medal for his work trying to save the republic from the disaster of President Trump, NBC was having their lawyer vet the tape because they were afraid Trump would sue if they released this rather damning information. The Post was as an actual billionaire as their owner rather than the money in the couch cushions heir that is Donald Trump. They had the balls to just go ahead and do it. And I had my doubts about Bezos buying the Post, but so far he's given the paper the freedom to act like an actual goddamn newspaper in a time of timidity and ratings whoring. Ben Bradley would fucking really be proud of the Post right now. Since the Post demonstrated what the media was supposed to be doing this entire election, even the completely not news network has gotten into the act with their K-File team unearthing even more audio about Trump calling his daughter a fine piece of ass. Oh, no, that is just... Ew! About sleeping with black women having sex with women on their periods about threesomes you know just guys being guys on national radio i don't know how the k-file team ever found this incredibly secret and embarrassing audio which was only broadcast to millions of people you know, I guess it's just what one does when you're on the Howard fucking Stern show. And look, I liked Howard Stern too. I thought he was funny to listen to. And the people talked all dirty on the radio. Stern was one of the big reasons I wanted to be on the radio. And hey, if I was 19, this show might sound a lot like Stern, where we called women's a piece of ass. Uh, just n not my family members. <laughs> twisted fuck. And if this show is crude and disgusting, and I'm the first to admit that it is, at least I strive to accord some small modicum of human dignity when I talk about other people. Besides Trump. And Ted Cruz. Donald's little verbal slip is having some actual consequences for a giant change. 
There are more articles about this than any one other single thing Trump has said amongst the endless litany of offensive shit that has spewed from his mouth like a broken sewer man on a block with three chipotles on it. The Mormons, they are done. We are shit on a road! I'm out of here! It is hard to find a group more reliably Republican than the Mormons. But the funny thing about Mormons is that they are actually serious about their religion. Unlike the so-called evangelical voters who like to use their Jesus to beat down people while doing and saying all the things Trump says and does. But then they only go to church when their mama gets on them about it. Mormon politicians have been tepid in their support of the nominee from the beginning, but now they're dumping him like Trump dumps a wife who's gotten too old to make him look good. As of this recording, 27 members of Congress and Republican governors have withdrawn their support, and some have even called for him to drop out. Notable names are on this list, like John McCain. You know, that guy who Trump called a loser because he was a POW. Kelly Ayotte of New Hampshire, who Trump threatened to campaign against in her tight Senate race. Rob Portman of Ohio, who for some reason is also in a tight Senate race. One of the senators from Utah, <laughs> along with the governor, and Senator Crapo from Idaho have called for him to drop out. I'm just assuming that Senator Crapo is a Mormon because, frankly, almost everybody in Idaho is a Mormon too. I live there. I say that. It's not because I don't like Mormons. Mormons are one of the tiny sliver of the religious population that I have some slight modicum of respect for because they actually live within their beliefs up to and including kicking gay people out of their church because they're gay. So that respect really is pretty small. Even sad sack Paul Ryan canceled a campaign appearance with Trump on Saturday, but he hasn't pulled his endorsement, and rancid pubis, the chairman of the GOP, issued a scathing comment, but is still being a good party man and not dropping his endorsement. It should be noted that the GOP has stopped funding some of Trump's campaign's expenses with only 30 days to go to the election. <laughs> One notable name who recently endorsed the nominee, Raphael Edward Cthulhu, has only said, quote, these comments are disturbing and inappropriate and there is simply no excuse for them, unquote. Then the great old one raised a pseudopod towards the night sky and howled in rage, only to spew ichor and venom on several hapless reporters who dissolved into puzzle of ooze at his feet. Then he turned a baleful eye on the camera and shifted his planar aspect, giving us all a tiny glimpse into the endless hellish entropy that awaits for us when he ascends. God, yeah, praise the dark lord, that's oh, great no. news. The Clinton camp has been extremely circumspect to their handling of the great grabbing of 2016. On the one hand, they are dealing with their own kerfuffle in the form of leaked transcripts from her speeches to Wall Street banks. Remember those during the primary? Those were cute. In the speeches, she said some pretty damning things, which tends to indicate that Hillary Clinton is, in fact, a politician. What have we done? Oh, my God! Yeah. That's just something we're all going to have to live with now, isn't it? But rather than make huge A, they've quietly stepped back to watch it burn, following the maxim of never interrupting your enemy when they're making a mistake. But, you know, even with this, he's still going to get 40% of the vote. The Trump evangelicals out there are not going to abandon him because, honestly, they know what kind of man he is. They know he's a disgusting piece of shit with a bad hairpiece and an orange spray tan. 
They are behind him because they think he will give them back what they lost. And he is their last best hope to get these uppity blacks and lazy Latinos back in their place. If they are a man, then they say this kind of shit when they are hanging with the boys, watching football and commenting on what a fine piece of ass the waitress is while she brings them their 19th round of Bud Lights. Trump says what they think, says what they say, and if he said something on a microphone, it isn't the words he said that's offensive, it's the liberal media for tricking him into saying it. Fully, a third of the electorate are just fine with what he said, because you know, he said it all before. That's the thing, this isn't new. I don't know why people are so shocked. The only difference between this and the other things he said is about half an inch of degree. The racism, the sexism, the authoritarianism, the xenophobia, the hate. It hasn't been hidden from us. It was right there in plain sight all this time. And his base, the GOP, and the television media all just kind of went along with it for reasons that can only be explained as it was good for them. The base wants white America back. The GOP wanted the base, and the media wanted the ratings. Never mind, we had a half-off Hitler spewing vile diarrhea on the body politic. We can just wipe that shit off and call it good, right? I mean, I personally have a back catalog of Trump shows asking what the fuck is going on here, calling out all the awful things he said for a year and a half as he climbed to the Republican nomination and it takes a hot mic with a third tier bush to get people to pay attention? He can insult minorities all he wants? He can call a lesbian a fat pig and that doesn't mean shit, but hey, a hot white entertainment journalist? Whoa, 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 whoa. We can't have that. Is this really the standard that we want to measure our politicians by? Would they insult a white woman? He advocated sexual assault. I mean, it's, that's bad. That's incredibly bad. It's disgusting. But it is any, is it any worse, morally speaking, than advocating overt discrimination against an entire race of people or an entire religion? He's called black people animals living in the jungle. His words were just a little more circumspect for public consumption. Do, do we need a hot mic of him calling them filthy niggers to make that any more real? He elevated the worst fucking people in America, gave them legitimacy to espouse their disgusting hate in a mass form, and apparently that was just fine. Just don't talk about grabbing a white woman's pussy on a bus. This is, is what you've got you pissed off? And I'm not saying that what he did was okay. It was vile and disgusting and demeaning to all women. But just like bringing up the actions of a woman's husband to discredit her was vile and disgusting. And he's still doing that. But that doesn't seem to be a problem for a healthy swath of America. And I've beaten up the GOP for allowing Trump to happen. And they deserve about 65% of the blame. But oh, come on. We Democrats wanted him there, too. You don't want the truth because deep down in places you don't talk about at parties. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. We needed him there because we did not want to run against generic Republican number four because there was actually a chance we might lose. So we got what we wanted, the guy we could beat. Hell, you know what's sad is we almost didn't, so that should scare the shit out of every fucking Democrat out there. 
And you know, hey, we might even get Congress back because of this. It's That's how bad this situation has got. Hillary could be cruising towards a double-digit victory that we could never have dared to dream of if Rubio or Bush had been the candidate. But what was the cost? Pandora's box is open, and all that hate is out there now, and it's not going away. Even after this, when he loses next month, his people are still going to be there, and they're going to be believing they were robbed of their rightful leader along with their rightful place in the country. The GOP's long dod whistle had primed the pump, and this Trump's foghorn released the floodgates, and the Democrats' careful glee has kept the valley below from being evacuated, and now a wall of water is descending on the village, and it's going to wipe it all the way. We built this city not on rock and roll, but on hate, economic disparity, and cold, calculating politics. Trump is the tumor that develops when we stop caring about all the people and only care about ourselves. And yeah, we're about to cut him out, and we're going to, but the metastasis will spread quietly until it blossoms again, bigger and harder to kill because the next tumor will have enough common fucking sense not to talk about grabbing a woman's pussy on a hot mic. So, yeah, I'm happy. Trump is done. He's going to lose. Yay. Yay for us. It only cost us the soul of our country because just when maybe the wounds of our past were starting to scab over a little bit and we started thinking about extending in a meaningful way the rights to all the people, not just the ones that were white and believed in the God that we believed in and made enough money to make them contributing members of society. Those wounds were starting to scab over maybe a little bit. But you know what? We went and picked off those scabs just so we can win an election. Both sides. Not just the Republicans, the Democrats too. Yeah. Am I happy? Yeah, okay, great. Trump is done. All I'm saying is this is nothing to be proud of. That is it for this special edition of the show. I I was going to stay up tonight and live tweet the debate, but honestly, it's become a traffic accident, and I I can't gawk at the bodies anymore. I'd be perfectly happy to cancel them all and just let the clock run down on this shit show. But sadly, we're not going to do that. So you know what? I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to read about it tomorrow because I plan on passing out well before the debate even starts. I guess we ask that you rate and review this show so that other pit and people can witness our shame or follow the show on Twitter at the hell underscore podcast, the show name on Facebook. You can email the show at what the hell podcast at gmail.com or even call our listener line, which is open for your rage and recorded death threats. We're probably going to have to get an intern to handle those because Gavin's doctor suggested he might be nearing a breaking point. But nevertheless, if you want to call to threaten to kill us and we're going to play it on the show, call us at 347-687-9601 and leave us a message. For me, Dave Bledsoe, the perpetually virginal producer Gavin, and all the other fictional people on this show, we want to say that we thought about closing the show with We Built This City on Rock and Roll, but we're not that cruel. So instead, we heard you on the bus with your profanity. You put it out there for all of us to see. Now we see the problems with your candidacy. Oh, oh, oh. Think of the children. Oh, oh, oh. What will we tell them? That video killed the Trump. Har, har, har.
We'll see you all next week. Kings Podcasts.